800-859-0957-800-859-0WJR. Big announcement from the UAW today. That is the story. Sean Fain saying that GM is adding, is adding EV battery manufacturing to the national agreement. Leapfrogging Ford and, and, and Stellantis. And it sounded like they were threatening the Arlington, Texas plant. The Tahoe, the Suburban, the Yukon, the Escalade all made there. And so I, I, it sounds like GM said that's, that's a non-starter. We, we, we cannot have that plant shut down. And so Sean Fain seemed to indicate that that was the linchpin that, that pushed GM over the edge in adding EV battery manufacturing, which tells me that, that I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, and this is just my speculation, I'm not entirely sure that the automakers want to add that to this list. They want to add that to this contract. It, it, it very much feels like if we are three weeks in, this is obviously not the first time this has been asked, and it feels like there has been some resistance to this. Completely my speculation, just me reading between the tea leaves. But GM finally said, enough's enough. We can't have the, the, the Arlington plant shut down. So, yes, take the EV battery manufacturing. It's a, it's a big get for the UAW. If these companies are truly, if they're, if they're serious about switching to EVs and going all EV and having an EV portfolio, then these are, th- th- this, is, this is the future of the UAW. If they don't get these deals, if they don't get these agreements in place, the UAW continues to dwindle. So Sean Fain making a big move with GM adding EV battery manufacturing to this agreement. 800-859-0957. Let's go to Barb in Clinton Township. Hello, Barb. Hello. Um, I have a family member that works on the line. Okay. And he has said he's absolutely embarrassed for what he does, what's being asked, and the wages, and to get only work 32 hours and get paid for 40 the wages, he says, think about this. He said, well, you got Barb, Barb, hold on. Let, let me ask you this. Why? Why? Why would he be embarrassed about that? He's embarrassed that, that, you know, you got cops and firemen that make not even close to what they're making right now. And they're asking, they're saying in one of the contracts that with possibly within four years, they'll be making six figures. Six figures to screw a screw in? I've seen the line. We went, we've gone recently to the ruse plant. We saw what they do. I mean, I was a nurse before, for God's sake. I can get sued for what things, you know, there was a possibility I would be sued. And I didn't make nothing like what these guys are making. You know, it's just, it's. Yeah. It's like, so, 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 Barb, here's what I would say. I, I don't, first of all, I don't think that your family member needs to be embarrassed. I think that. I feel the same way when people say, well, look at the executives and how much they make. And this is why that doesn't that doesn't jive with me, because that's what the job pays. Okay, you're going to be able to you you could pay somebody that amount of money. That's what the going rate is. So if you want somebody competent to come in and run your company, that's the number. Okay, whatever that number is, millions and millions and millions of dollars. It doesn't matter. I, this is, I feel the same way about this. This is what they're fighting for. They're fighting for more. I, I don't begrudge them for that. The sticker shock is where people say, whoa, hey, whoa, 46 bucks or 46%. 
You want to work 32 hours a week but get paid for 40 hours? Like, all of those things, the sticker shock is where I think people are taken aback. But then dig a little deeper. I, I don't think that there's any reason. And, and, and look, I mean, you could feel however you want. But I, I don't think that there's a reason to feel embarrassed. I think the UAW, they are, this is what the union does. This is what unions do. They fight for their members. They are, they are employing a tactic to try to get as much for their unionship as they can and the rank and file as they can. I, I understand, but I, I, don't, I don't think anybody needs to feel ashamed about it. Thank you, Barb. Real quick, Bruce in Ontario. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Chris. How are you? Good, man. What's going on? Well, you know, I was listening to the show, and it's uh, it's, it's a good show, by the way. Thank I'm you. Canadian, and uh, I find uh, the situation over here was a little less radical with their negotiations, and yeah. I, I'm kind of proud of uh, what's going on in the Canadian side. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the U.S. side, I'm, I'm concerned because I do – Manufacture product for the Missouri plant that got shut down, and that's been down. Oh, in Wentzville. When you're not shipping, and when you're not shipping, yeah, Wentzville. When yeah. you're not shipping uh, a big part of your business, it's painful. Sure. And bias also. Sure. But think that the thing that gets me really going today, and appreciate some of the callers coming in with their information and their input. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also appreciate the show because it's not loaded with misinformation like a lot of shows are. Um, but the thing that gets me is eat the rich yeah. on a T-shirt yeah. on the leader of the largest or the highest paid unskilled, unskilled or close to the highest paid unskilled. Eat the rich. Now, wait a minute. I read an article where I think Sean Fain's making about a quarter million. So what is rich nowadays? Yeah, no, Bruce, I hear you. I mean, look, I, I, I think there is the, 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 the eat the rich shirt. I think Sean Fain is playing the role. I think Sean Fain is, I mean, this is the identity that he's taken on as president of the UAW. This is the type of, of pit bull that, that he has become and that he is, he has portrayed himself as to the rank and file that they will go after these major corporations. They will go after these companies that are making, according to him, record profits and they are going to go get what's theirs. So I I hear you, and I'm sorry that you're you're feeling it too as a supplier. Um, but but that's the that's not for us. That's for the rank and file. That's for him. That's a message to him and his people. Bruce, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, in the meantime, sixty thousand people went to the Detroit Harvest Fest and food truck rally uh, last year. And this year, they are certainly uh, hoping for many more people to come out and check out. It's the largest food truck rally in Michigan. There are all different types of musicians, entertainers, six stages there, family fun, the whole nine. Mark Pasco is the director of communications for the Detroit Riverfront Conservancy, and they're the ones putting it on. He joins us. Hello, Mark. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. I'm great. Um, first of all, this is a wonderful event, and whether you're – uh, you know, so, uh, somebody in your 20s, in your 30s, you want to go down, have a couple of drinks, uh, enjoy the food. It's a place for you there. If you've got kids, uh, you, I mean, you've got everything for everybody. It truly is an event where there's something for everyone. The Riverfront is a place where everyone is welcome and where everyone can 
enjoy themselves and the events that we do, we try to have the same kind of things. So you'll see younger people, you'll see older people. If you like rock music, we have rock music. You like soul, we have that. You want corn dogs, we have that. Italian food, you know, elephant ears, um, hibachi, fork in Nigeria, all kinds of good food. And what was the the, the big, uh, when you kind of diagnosed last year's event, what was the thing that people were raving about the most and you got it back this year? We started doing the Harvest Fest on a smaller scale in 2015. And this is the third year that we really blew it up and really made it big with the music and, and the, the, the entertainment and the food and the children's programming. And, you know, the music and the food is the star. We have activities for the kids. We have bounce houses and we have uh, trick-or-treating and things like that. But people love food trucks. And, you know, Detroit is kind of like a, a blue-collar town. And what blue-collar worker, what, what resident does not love food trucks? And uh, the food trucks, we ramped it up a little bit. And we are the biggest food truck rally in the state of Michigan this year. We also added another stage as well because people love their music as well. Uh, and you will have, I mean, a boatload of food trucks, 60 food trucks. It's going to span a mile of Wilkins Street near Eastern Market. Um, you've got, you, you mentioned uh, the the inflatable area. You've got an obstacle course. you got axe throwing. you got a petting zoo. You've got a pumpkin patch for the kids that they can come and pick up a free pumpkin. It, what I find to be great, aside from it being so inclusive for everybody, all ages, families, single, whatever it is, um, this this event has gotten in bigger and bigger and bigger and and it, it, the the reviews are what is so exciting uh mark i appreciate the time thank you so much if you're looking to get down there it's the detroit riverfront conservancy's uh annual detroit harvest fest food and truck rally it's very exciting uh it's happening saturday and sunday 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. along the the quinder cut Come hungry because there is lots of food, lots of activities for you, the family, everybody involved. Got to take a break. More coming up next on JR Afternoon.